What's up, everybody? This is Mind Your Money with Miss Be Helpful, a show that highlights people and stories that will inspire you to get your money right. Everybody who's listening out there and who's watching, this is Melissa, who's from Millennial in Debt. Um, welcome to the show. So excited to have you. Hi, thank you. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, honestly, um, I found you on Instagram first, and then I went over to YouTube, and I was like, oh my goodness, there's so much content on your channel, and it's so good. Like, I mean, for anybody out there who doesn't know about Millennial Debt YouTube channel, go check it out. Um, I think you're really close to 30K subs, which is dope. Like, it's growing a lot. And I checked out the, yeah. the web series, which we'll, we'll get to the web series later because I want to talk about it, but she has a great web series on there that is just so funny, but... Um, first, I want to just just let you introduce yourself to people, tell them a little bit about yourself, and then I have two fun questions for you about spending. Awesome. Okay, so I am Melissa. I am one of two members of Millennial In Debt. The other is my best friend, Shakira, slash business partner. Um, I grew up in Queens, New York. I went mm -hmm. to private schools all my life. So K through 12 went through private schools. Mm -hmm. um, and I majored in English and education. So I am currently a high school teacher in New York. Awesome. So where did you go to undergrad when you left high school in Queens? So my undergrad and my grad were both at Adelphi University, which oh, cool. is in Garden City, Long Island. Nice. And fun fact, actually, I just found out through like online stalking you that your business partner Shakira and I went to middle school together which so is which is so funny what a small world right um yeah. yeah we went to the same middle school in Bushwick which at the time shout out to all my Skyler heads Philippa Skyler middle school was like the dopest school you had to take a test to get in it was like she so fun all the time <laughs> it was like the best like those are literally like nostalgia for me it's just like going back to middle school like the good old days <laughs> definitely loved it there it's a really good school yeah man i loved it um but yeah so basically um i wanted to start with just like this, this fun question to let people get an idea of like your spending habits and maybe more so your mindset now so if you could go back and think about the most expensive purchase that you ever made that to this day you still regret it like you just wish you had never spent those dollars that way what is the purchase that comes to mind Okay, so and I'm always so like a little embarrassed about it. Um, I bought a pair of Gucci sunglasses. <laughs> How much did they cost you though? We need we need to know the price tag. I know it, they were above five hundred dollars. Oh my goodness! Um, and I bought them in Italy, and I, I really just was like, oh, it's the experience, and I really wanted a new <laughs> pair of sunglasses. Yes. And when I got home, they're beautiful glasses, but I got home and I was just like really why did i why did i who let me who let me do this <laughs> yeah I, I still have them to this day well that's good yeah. i was about to say do you have them did they break did you lose no, them they're, they're awesome but I, I really every time i wear them i'm just like Ugh. Uh, right you better you better get your cost per per wear girl you better be wearing them every day I know. I know. I know. oh my goodness okay so then what about on the flip side of that is there a purchase that you spend a lot of money on but honestly to this day you actually are glad that you spend that money in that way yes i'm gonna go with the cheesy answer the most expensive thing i purchased was my house hey that's right um i bought it last january and although i complain about it a lot online because of all the like unforeseen things yep. um, it is a really good investment long term and i am mm -hmm. like thinking how can i turn it into a real estate property um i would nice. just need to move out but like what right, right. do with it to create some sort of passive income so i am really happy most days that I made that purchase. That is dope. Yes, congrats on being a new homeowner because Thanks. that is, that's awesome. So did you buy your house in Queens? 
I did not. I <laughs> I always feel so bad. I bought it in Long Island. Um, I am a city girl. I love the five boroughs. Yeah, yeah. So expensive. To I know. I was, that's why I was about to ask about, like, girl, how did you do that in the five boroughs? Like, so yeah. you're in Long Island. Okay, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, you just gotta, like, you know, it's it, now, especially people always ask me about real estate. I'm like, look, I'm focusing on the stock market because where I'm from, and for a person like me, it is unrealistic to think about saving up enough money to buy a property in New York City. It's right. just like, you gotta have at least a million dollars or close to it. It's just yeah. not. Not realistic yeah, for a lot of it's people. It's really ridiculous. I'm just like, all right, waiting for this bubble to burst because I'm right. like, outrageous. But girl, we've been waiting for a while, but you know, hopefully that <laughs> hopefully that's coming around the corner. Um, cool, cool. So for people who um, are not familiar with Millennial and Debt, tell them about your brand. Tell them about what you're all about and why you got started with Millennial and Debt in the first place. Okay, so Millennial and Debt, we got started oh, 2017 around the summertime. Um, mm -hmm. I reached out to Shakira and I, was, I just had this like idea in my head I'm like let's talk about debt like let's talk about money and people are usually uncomfortable with that conversation yes and I started really gathering a lot of the stories of my friends and family with how they dealt with debt whether it was credit card whether it was their mortgages whether it was student loans which majority was with right student loans. student loans um and then like I took all of their stories and kind of just threw it together into this funny but still informational um platform and that's how the series was born and then I was like, you know what, let's take it one step further. Let's create the Instagram to go along with it. And we wouldn't just focus on the web series because I like, I like to provide information. I don't want to just selfishly like, yeah, let's get a million followers and do it. It's like, well, mm -hmm. how am I helping people? Like, what's the point of yes. this? So yes. we started giving tips and information along with sharing our personal stories with debt and what we were doing to save money. And I think what really, really was important with this platform was to be extremely authentic and to be like, explicitly explain what I'm doing. So it's like, I'm not just going to yes. say, look at my success stories. I'm like, no, I look at all my failures. Yes. <laughs> what I yes. Did. Um, because I think a lot of times online, it's it's very smoke and mirrors. And it's just like, well, work hard and you can achieve anything. It's like, that's, no, that's not. I know, especially on YouTube. I mean, Instagram too, but Instagram has always been very visual first. So it's like obvious that it's going to be like aspirational images all over. But when you think about YouTube, now more than ever, there's all these like ads popping up. Like I'm in my, I'm in my Ferrari right now, just in the whip. Let me show you my pool back here. Let me show you my mansion. And I'm just like, oh my God, like this is not, you know, what young people online need to see. Like it right. just doesn't, it doesn't portray the steps that they took to get there. It doesn't give them a, a real picture of what, like, you know, like what working hard, because it, it, it kind of just skips ahead to the success. And then right. they think, oh, I could do that. Well, that's what I want. And yeah. it's just, it's so annoying. I just hate those. I'm like, oh, I hate those. Yeah, so that's much. why I'm like, I never, and even with the buying the house, I was like, oh my God, you bought a house. I'm like, yeah, but let me tell you about the horrors and nightmares that come along with this and why this isn't your only option. And I did a video a few months back about, you know, what are the benefits of renting versus buying? Because yes. people often think you need to buy, you need to buy. And yes, buying is yes, awesome. Yes. But there are pros to renting and there are things where you can still be successful and financially literate and all mm -hmm. these things and still renting a home. So it's, yeah. I like to just give everyone realistic advice and tips and, and give them more than one option to, to yeah. meet their goal. 
And I love that. I love that point because I think everything, especially with personal finance, is so personal, but it also, it really just depends on context. You know what, but for you, it might be the right time to buy the home and you did that. For me, it's not, and I didn't. And that doesn't mean one is right, one is wrong, or one is ahead of the game and the other one is not. It, that's not what this means. It just means the context of your situation is very different yep. from the context of mine. Yep. Never, you, people just got to keep that in mind before they go asking for one size fits all advice. Like, right. it's just not, it's right. not how it works. Um, cool. So, so tell us about the web series. Cause that was, that's the first thing that you guys did when you decided to transition. Cause I know, so actually first let's go back because before you guys had a millennial in debt, it was trials and trusses or is, are they two separate brands? Okay. <laughs> I don't even know. Like, exactly. like, okay. Let me clear it up. So trials and trusses was our first brand, our first business. It is our LLC. Yep. Um, and we were really into like beauty and hair and nail polish and those mm -hmm. things, there's nothing wrong with them. Um, I, they just weren't my passion. And I'm like, I can't sustain yeah. a lifestyle online of like doing my hair every five minutes when I really yeah. put, a, put a bun and be done with it. Um, so we transitioned into the financial sector of social media and social media world. Mm -hmm. um, but we put millennial in debt as um, like an entity under Charles and Trust. So Charles gotcha. and Trust is the legal LLC. And then we got yeah. uh, millennial in debt trademarked. And so we just wanted to make sure everything aligned well legally, but just keep the yeah. entity separate um, on social no, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I was actually going back and watching, and I, honestly, even what you girls were doing before, there was a lot of value there because, I mean, I, all of my best girlfriends growing up were either Black or Latina and Afro-Latina, and so the hair piece is such a huge thing. Like, yeah, oh my goodness. And it can spend, it can cost you so much money, not, uh, let alone time, right? But the money, like in, in my culture, so I'm Dominican, the Dominican blowout salons, like the money coming in the door from those salons, and honestly, it's not even good for your hair. It's just like heat direct to your hair, pulling that from your scalp. So when I saw that first, um, the first, the posts that you guys were putting to the blog yeah. and all the content, I was like, see, even here, there's a value add because when you shift to being natural, like I've heard so many girls tell me, you don't know how much money I've saved just being natural, just doing my own hair. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's a direct link. I mean, you, you can't, I mean, obviously you're buying products and things, but when you go the right. natural route, you do save so much money. Right. Um, so, so that makes a lot of sense. Okay. So then you guys decided to do the, your main uh, way that you were going to get this um, content out there was to do a web series. So tell us, how was that? Like, what was it like to develop your web series? Did you write it? Did you have help? Did you guys like come up with it all on your own and then filming it? What was that like? like I'm so curious. It was probably one of the most exciting times of like my life. Not saying my life's boring now, but it was just <laughs> so cool. And it just, yeah. it really like allowed so many creative aspects to come out and not just one, one thing. So I wrote the entire first yes. season. Um, and then the second season, Shakira awesome. wrote one of the episodes, one of our actually most popular and awarded episodes. I'm like, yeah, girl. Yeah. Cause she was like yes. terrified. She was like, I was right. Um, so we wrote That's that awesome. and then I filmed one episode because I just wanted to try and see like what it was like. Um, it's very long days. So I, I understand a lot. I'm no celebrity or movie star, but I understand like being tired, repeating the same lines yes. over and over again. And it just, yeah. it gave us a lot of access to work with a lot of really cool people, photographers, filmmakers, directors. It was just really an awesome experience. And people have been asking like, when, when season, season three? three? Yes, when season three coming. I was about to ask girls, that uh, in the pipeline? <laughs> so I have written on season three. Yeah. But our filmmaker and myself and Shakira have just both like all been so busy and just right. getting together and getting like a cast and people to come in. It's it's scheduling is difficult. Yes, I can imagine. Written. 
Well, I could just imagine because there's so many people and everybody's schedules, right? And you have to coordinate that with everybody all the way down from staff to people working on the creative team to the actors. Like, it's a lot. I could just imagine. And it's not, and I prefer to film in like the spring, fall going in our summer going into the fall. Yeah. Because it's, we do a lot of filming outside or in people's mm-hmm. homes. So wintertime just isn't conducive to yeah, those Yeah, it's not cute. Right. Um, so we'll we'll see if we ever get back outside. <laughs> right, right, right. I was about to say, well, when we leave, when we are back yeah. allowed outside. When we get to go outside, <laughs> we'll give it a shot. Oh, I'm my goodness. Bring it soon. That's awesome. Well, that's really exciting. So again, just that quick plug for you guys who don't know about Millennium Day on YouTube. She has an amazing, well, her and uh, Shakira both have this awesome series. Like I was just watching it recently and I was going through, I watched the whole thing. I was like, this is so cool. Like this is so cool. And I, I wish I could like, like think of and, and create things like that because that just seems like it reminds me of like back in the day, like, you know, um, I don't know, like all these old shows I used to watch in college, like Issa before she blew yes. up, right? Like Awkward Black Girl. No. Yes. Like Roomy Lover Friends, like all those shows. Like I just remember that being in college with my girls watching. And it was just like, I just got that vibe. But with the message that is so important, which is to get your money together, to think about responsible financial moves while you're young. Because otherwise you're going to be paying for those mistakes for 10 years, 20 years down the line, and yeah. you're going to regret it. So I, I just, I love what it was all about. Thank you. And I, I'm hoping to put it in front of my students more often so they know going into college, like, this is what your teacher did. Don't, yeah. don't make those same Yeah. Mistakes. I love that. Wait, so do you actually, so tell me about your high school teaching career. Do you actually get to teach um, financial content to your students or is it very much like academics? Well, so I teach ninth grade. So for them, they're doing mostly academics because we have a curriculum to follow mm-hmm. to prepare for state exams. Um, this year, I was mm-hmm. very fortunate enough to teach AP literature to my 12th grade, and they are finishing mm-hmm. up their AP curriculum very shortly because the test is coming. So I'll have about four or five weeks with them um, where we're not on track for any particular curriculum. So I am going to be doing financial literacy with them, which is so I'm That's excited because I've never actually formally taught it in the classroom before. And they're excited because yeah. they want, they've been asking me these questions. As soon as they stumbled onto my YouTube page, I'm sure they found it yeah. right away. <laughs> They've been very sweet about it, but they have all these questions and I really do want to take the time to answer them and go over things with them. Yeah. So they're preparing for college. They're preparing to go into the real world, get jobs and things. So it's it's going to be a really fun time. So I'll be sharing that on Instagram. That is awesome, girl. Well, I got a treasure trove for you. So I work on uh, my, my full-time job nine to five is I work at a nonprofit called Next Gen Personal Finance and we create lesson plans, games, activities, projects, case studies, all for high school personal finance teachers. So yeah, we'll, I'll tell you a lot more later too, once we just like shoot the shit, but there's so, I mean, like pretty much everything that you would need to teach and the resources and the work and the worksheets, everything links. Um, and it's all online. Yes, girl, I'm gonna put you on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hook you up. I'm gonna hook you up. Yeah. Because honestly, like that was one of the things for me that like when I paid off all of my debt and maybe you, you relate to this, but once I finally paid off on my credit card debt, like even through the process of figuring out how to pay off debt, I was, I was feeling frustrated by the debt, but I was also feeling angry at the fact that nobody ever taught me this. And I'm looking at the school system like, come on now. I went from kindergarten all the way through 12th grade. Granted, I went to New York City public schools, but whatever. I got a full ride to Brown, end up at a great university surrounded by super smart people, kids of all the wealthy, still never got a class in money management and then got my master's, start teaching. And I'm like, how is it possible that I go through the system, start to finish and never had anybody teach me personal finance? Like, 
it, it that it's borderline yeah. criminal that we don't include it in the curriculum. I agree. And the kids work. Yeah, they want it. And they, they know there are things that they need to learn and they're not being taught. And they're just like, why do we care about the Pythagorean theorem? Or why do we care about Beowulf? And they ask these questions and I'm like, I don't know what to <laughs> Yeah. You know, the, the answer is, listen, when I was in school, this is literally what I learned. And, and it hasn't changed. It hasn't changed. So who can who can change it is you, the students, the teenagers. They have to get empowered. Like if you think about the shootings in, in Florida and Parkland, right? The movement, uh, anti-gun movement in Florida was those Parkland kids. Absolutely. They were the face of that movement. So Absolutely. you can tell them, listen, I'm a teacher. I work within the system. I'm given a curriculum and my job is to teach it to you to prepare you for this test. If you want your little brothers and sisters and your little cousins and nieces and nephews and your little neighbors and friends to go to school and have a different experience than what you had, then you have to be the one right. to advocate. Y'all right. have to start a youth movement demanding for change in education because it can't come from us. The teachers, we can't, we have very limited control in what we can change within the system. Absolutely. And I tell them, and I really think they'll get it done. This generation, it's been, it's been quite beautiful seeing them because I had them when they were freshmen as well. But this generation is very, they're very aware that what happened before is not effective and not helpful. Right. And they're not shy about pointing that out and making and making movements. So they're really big into climate change. Yes. They've been teaching me things and I'm hard headed. They're like, no, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yes, <laughs> no, you need to do this. So I think as soon as they hit the ground running, they'll be able to do things yeah. that we can't even imagine yep. doing at their age. So I, I'm very hopeful for them. Yeah, I, they, they got it. I mean, and honestly, is you know, when they see things like what you're doing with Millennium and Dead, what I'm doing with Miss Be Helpful, what other people are doing with all these brands around personal finance, like hopefully that is empowering, but also and inspiring, but also like it gets them to take some action. Because like for me, I could sit around twiddle my thumbs and complain that I never got taught personal finance, or I can create a platform that teaches it so that no one else has, you know, gets to say, oh, I never, I never learned it. Or yes, you did. You had all these videos online that I didn't have when I was growing up. So, you know, it takes somebody to find come in and create that change exactly i agree 1000 percent. I'm, I'm excited to see what they do and i'm excited to see how our generation kind of builds that step for them to take so yes 100 work teamwork that's right that's right the generations have to work together i hear that um okay well that's such a fun thing I, I, again i just want to tell everybody to if you have not already check out millennial and dead on youtube but also sh uh, let the, everybody listening and watching know where they can find you and then we're going to wrap up with one more fun question sure so we are on youtube instagram everything uh at millennial <laughs> in debt on twitter we're mill in debt because it's shorter handles yep um and you can find tons of articles and resources on charlesandtrusses.com i'm available via email dm everything i answer everything but so come in join the family yes. <laughs> love it love it definitely do not be shy to reach out melissa your personality is so electric like just watching you on youtube i was like oh this is my soul sister like i feel like we are already friends <laughs> Oh my god, that's so cool. Yes, we are absolute digital friends. If we ever get to come back outside, I know we'll make it happen in person. We'll come, we'll hang out, we'll go to like brunch. Yes, do something together. I love that. Um, all right, cool. Well, to wrap up, I do this fun thing where um I take the dollar bill and take away where it says United States of America and replace it with any other message that you want people who are holding dollar bills, touching dollar bills, transacting with dollar bills around the country to see or around the world to see um instead of that on the on the dollar. So Tim Ferriss does this on his podcast where he says, you know, every bullet every billboard that is out there, what would you put on there? And Jesus and Miro do this too, where like, what is the message 
on your rainbow, right? So on here, we're going to do what is the message you want on every dollar bill? So what would yours be? Um, I love that question. I would say on the dollar bill, I would put, um, do what works best for you. I think that's really important. Love because it. like I said, there's a lot of financial platforms online and they're all really great. Mm -hmm. But I think you need to do what's best for you. And I always say, you know, speak to a financial advisor or speak to someone. Don't just go with what one person is saying online. So do what's best for you. Love it. Like, I love it. That's basically do you, boo. That's basically yeah. what that is. <laughs> Here we go. Do it. That's it. <laughs> I love that. Well, thank you so much, Melissa. Again, everybody, Millennial thank in Debt. You. Thank you for your time. Loved it. Thanks for your energy. My pleasure. Bye. Keep doing you, girl. Bye-bye.